When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Non lo so io che destino è il tuo ma se vuoi se mi vuoi sono qui I'm usually a sucker for a good movie soundtrack song. Figured I'd dive into some of these songs that were uh, nominated for the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> this is a song that was written for the movie From the Life Ahead, which I've never heard of, but nominated for a Golden Globe. Okay. I picture you listening to this on your boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nah, this is... A little too sappy for you? I like more... If I'm going to listen to movie soundtrack music, I'm more of a Hans Zimmer, Max Richter kind of guy. Yeah. That it's like more classical based and not so Words. much lyrically... There's no lyrics at all. Mm-hmm. They just nominate... Or they just announce the nominees for the Golden Globes. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, I got to say, I don't know a lot of this stuff that which is uh, weird because we've all been locked inside for a year so you'd think we'd know every single show and movie they bring up but we haven't heard of these how is it that the movie that got the most nominations none of us had heard of until we heard the nominations and it even stars an actor that Maura worked with Gary Oldman Uh, that's my uh, my colleague I would say Gary Oldman is one of my favorite actors like there isn't something that he's been in that he hasn't made better everything he's in he makes better that is 100% true and he, he disappears in his character. Yes, he does. I watch uh, any movie with Brad Pitt, and I think he's a good actor. I see Brad Pitt first, and then I slowly get used to the character he's playing. Same with like a George Clooney. George Clooney, for sure. Yeah. I'll be like, that's George Clooney. This guy from ER. <laughs> this guy from like a movie with Sandra Bullock where they were in space. That's George Clooney. But now, okay, I'm starting to get an idea of his character, and then I buy it eventually. Yeah. Gary Oldman, out of the gate, you're like, you don't even know it's Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Watch him in the movie True Romance. Yeah, I mean... And he plays this drug dealer, just like... He almost... (laughs) If you imagine if Post Malone modeled his look after a character from a movie, it would be the (laughs) drug dealer from True Romance. What a great movie, too. Uh, You brought up True Romance not that long ago, and I happened to bump into it on Netflix. I'm like, I gotta watch this movie again. I forgot... Samuel L. Jackson, another one of my former colleagues, is in this movie for maybe like 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't remember him in that um, movie. It was written by uh, Quentin Tarantino. James he didn't Gandolfini. Direct it. it was like the last movie that Quentin Tarantino sort of had a major part in that he didn't uh, direct. Oh, okay. After that, it was all like, you know, Reservoir Dogs and stuff. Oh my God, it's so good. James Gandolfini plays like a hitman type of guy, <laughs> yeah. enforcer, and he beats the crap out of this uh, one of the characters. Yes. And that scene's epic. Epic scene. 
a Christian Slater, who I am sad is not in more movies these days. That, there's a guy that doesn't disappear into his character. That's the problem. He doesn't disappear likeable. into his character. He's just a likable leading man, you know? Well, you got to watch uh, that TV series I started watching. I watched the first season, and I haven't really picked it up again, but um, Mr. That? Robot, he's a major player in that one with yeah. uh, Rami Malek, who oh. you love. So you got Christian Slater, you got Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what else do you want? I don't know why you haven't watched that yet. It's really good? I enjoyed the first season. Uh, I guess it's not so good that I had immediately like gravitated to the second season. Mm. I find it hard to get into anything right now. Yeah. Like it's just, uh, yeah, I was trying to get into the Umbrella Academy. Couldn't Everyone was it. talking about how great that was. It's got great reviews. I struggled through the whole first season. It was like every time we put on an episode, <laughs> I kept waiting for myself to fall in love with it. Yeah. And it just never really happened. And it's great acting and good characters and not a bad premise. But it just, I think they just dragged it out too much in the first season. Mm-hmm. And then after the first season, after the kind of like cliffhanger ending, I was like, oh, I don't really even care because it's sort of starting over again. And now I got to get dragged through another it's not, season. Uh, every show is not for every person. Like, I remember talking to people. We would talk about the Tiger King a lot on our show. We were in lockdown last March. And some yeah. people would text and say, you know, I watched a couple episodes, couldn't get behind it. That's insane. That's insane to me because I couldn't take my eyes off of the Tiger King. Another show everyone's raving about right now is called Your Honor with Bryan Cranston in it. Mm -hmm. And um, we watched the first episode, my wife and I, Mm -hmm. but I would classify it. I'd put it in the same category as Uncut Gems, where it's just a series of (laughs) bad things that are happening and it just gets worse and worse and it makes me uncomfortable and stressed out. And I'm like, during a global pandemic, it's the last thing I want to watch on TV. That's funny. You bring up the whole global pandemic thing affecting like what you want to watch because I just started Bridgerton and I'm finding it a nice like break from the pandemic. I feel like it was almost produced with that in mind. You know like what I mean? total escapism. It's escapism. It's not going to stress you out. Bridgerton is, I don't know, man. It's it like looked... color, the colors that they've chosen, everything. It feels like an escape. How many episodes have you watched? I'm, I've watched three episodes yeah. now. I've watched one. Oh. It has, it, it reminds me of like Desperate Housewives meets Downton Abbey. Like it's kind of hokey. It reminds me of Gossip Girl, big time. And Gossip Girl. I just think Gossip Girl is almost a little niche to bring up as a reference, but the exact same thing as Gossip Girl mm-hmm. in terms of like there are an, there's a narrator mm-hmm. and somebody who's writing like this old timey gossip column that everyone's <laughs> following and mm-hmm. Bunnis, you'd hate it. You Don't watch it. I loved Gossip Girl, but that oh. was mainly because like Blake Lively and yeah. she was super hot and it was just kind of yeah. fun trash, but this this looks a little too much for me. It's a bit of fun trash, too, I'll tell you that. But yeah. I I was watching an episode last night, and um, it's I literally watch one episode, then I go to bed, and my husband kind of puts up with it. And I looked over at Matt, to Matt at one point to kind of react to something that was happening. I'm like, oh, I can't believe that happened. And he's like, what? Like, he was not paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> a, I, I, I think I spent half my time on the, on the first phone. episode just looking at my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't miss anything. <laughs> it wasn't like I missed out. Um, I, I really, for some reason, I got into what I think is a terrible show, but also a great show, uh, Yellowstone. I watched all three seasons of it. It's now available on Amazon Prime. It's Kevin Costner. 
is this like leader of the family that owns this huge ranch in Montana. Mm. But apparently uh, when you're a rancher in Montana, it's just like being a member of the mafia or Sons of Anarchy. There's always people coming after you. You got to grab a piece of what you got. (laughs) And they literally have to kill people at times. And I'm like, this is the most ridiculous. There's no way ranching is this violent in Montana. There's no way. (laughs) But it's like junk food television. Uh, it's like reading uh, the National Enquirer. You know it's bullshit, but it sucks you in, and it's kind of like mindless entertainment. I don't know. I, I've started it, and I yeah. only watched one episode, and like I was intrigued, but I wasn't sold on it yet. Yeah, first season, so there's three seasons to that show. First season's kind of hokey. I got through it because I just needed something to watch. Season two and season three suck you in but it's just trash Mm. like it's not quality believable television Mm -hmm. you have to suspend all your beliefs to be able to get into it i'm having such a hard time getting invested in anything like i have been re-watching things i watched the boys under your yeah and that was awesome i thoroughly enjoyed the writing in that um but like I just rewatched season one of True Detective again, just because like I knew it was amazing TV. Yeah, I'm contemplating watching Californication. I'm watching shows and movies that I've seen so many times, just because I don't know what's good anymore. There's so much stuff out there, mm-hmm. and everybody's opinion is so different on things. It's like I don't want to invest all this time and energy into a show that doesn't turn yeah. out to be to be great. You know what I, I was know. watching yesterday it was Back to the Future. Yeah. The original. And what inspired <laughs> me to watch it is, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a TV station out of Hamilton called CHCH. Sure. And I don't know if this is new uh, or if I'm just like new to it, but they play tons of old TV shows now. Mm-hmm. Did they always do that? Like all their programming yes. through the day is like super old shows. Yeah, I'm like pretty Bewitched sure. Like Bewitched and shows yeah. that were in the 60s, way before we were born. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching as a kid back when there were fewer channels and they'd have this stuff on in reruns. Yeah. Gilligan's Island is on there. I watched an episode of that. That show's ridiculous. Um, family Ties is a show I remember as a kid. Yeah. Like my family would watch Family Ties. And uh, and Michael J. Fox is in that. Yeah. That's where he like kind of made a name for himself. And he filmed Back to the Future when he was doing Family Ties. And I'm like, God, I'm going to watch Fa- uh, Back to the Future because I haven't seen it in so long. It's such a good movie. It's such a great movie. It stands up to the test of time. But I bet you yeah. some of those old shows don't. Like, are you finding that you're laughing during Family yeah. Ties? Uh, you know what's crazy is um, all the comedies from like the 60s, how sexist they are. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Even, um, oh, God, uh you know what show I was watching? It was a movie at Christmas, Love Actually. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes with Hugh Grant yeah. as the prime minister where he's so inappropriate. With his staff, yeah. Yeah, he's in a meeting. He's sitting at like the table with all the people that run the UK, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. or England. And he's the prime minister. And he's like, who do I have to sleep with to get a cup of coffee here? <laughs> and then like his, just as his uh, assistant, this female that he eventually falls in love with is walking into the room. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, oh there she uh, is. <laughs> yeah, they're not offended that he's like, who do I have to bang to get a cup of coffee? <laughs> So there's like lots of jokes that are totally sexist. And I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it's interesting to see that dynamic. Yeah. Like the man's going into work and it's like the woman, oh, why is she doing that? She should be keeping up with the housework. It's funny that you bring that up because I'm watching Bridgerton, as I said, and I know it's a fantasy world, but... I, it's also based on reality from back in those days where you'd have the courtships and the women who were groomed to just be 
a wife and a mother yeah. and uh, they didn't get to go to school. And, you know, I remember my mom saying to me, I think that's kind of how she was groomed, that uh, going to post-secondary education was not, it was about getting married and having children. And after she ended up getting a divorce when she was 40, she went back to school because she, she that was something she always wanted. So she tried to instill that in me. Like, that's not the end all be all, like your wedding day and the dress and all that stuff. Yeah. It's about like following your passions, you know? Man, it drives me nuts watching Bridgerton sometimes, how the guys can just go around, have sex with whoever they want, and the girls don't even know anything about masturbation or where babies come from. Because they don't teach them that. Because they have to be pure for their husbands. Yeah. You know? Fuck I mean, that. There, I will say, looking back at shows in the 60s that are set in environments where they show like an office, and it's all guys at work, and it's, you know, as sexist as it was, it's too bad that we still don't live in a society where you could have only one adult working and have like a great lifestyle. Mm. Regardless if it's a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like now in my house, for example, my wife and I both need to work in order to afford a mortgage for our Toronto house. (laughs) Like if one of us loses our job, it's going to be, you know, we're going to have to start like getting things will get tight yeah yeah, yeah. and we may eventually have to downsize or something right if that was if one of us was only working back in the 60s you had one person who was like the breadwinner and someone else could just stay home and run the operation yeah but what if that wasn't what you wanted to do no but i'm just (laughs) saying if you wanted that it was possible today it's not possible for most families even if they want it that's true so that's my point is it would be nice to live in a world where you could afford a nice big house Mm -hmm. uh with a garage and that there were all these jobs available and only one person had to have that job in order to maintain that lifestyle yeah and oftentimes help too like a nanny or yeah, like, a maid. Like a, uh, you watch the Brady Bunch or something. They had Alice, the maid. They he have was a there maid. every day, right? Making food and stuff. That's <laughs> the best. Yeah, yeah. If both people worked in that era, they would have a maid because it would have been like easily affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So back to the Golden Globes and the movie that got the most nominations is a movie called Mank, which is based on the screenwriter of one of the most famous movies of all time. Some call it the greatest movie of all time, Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. And it just the description of it sounds so boring. Are you going to watch it? Are you going to give it I a chance? Honestly, the audience scores 60%. I, I don't know. You trust the audience over the critics yeah. every time. Yeah, me too. If it's a movie critics love and audiences hate, it's really, it's a bad place for me. I might watch it just because of Gary Oldman, though, because I maybe don't don't the Globes dictate who's going to be nominated for an Oscar? They sometimes do. Yeah, I might it's give like, it a go. I mean, it's it's directed by David Fincher, which is like one of my mm. favorite directors who did Seven, and it's scored by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, come on, yeah. this is going to be good. But it's a black and white old timey movie. Like it has that kind of look. 
I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, it's it. been on Netflix, and I don't know anyone who has brought it up to me. Oh, have you watched Mank yet? Oh, <laughs> Mank is oh, it's so good. And it's like a Netflix original. Uh, you know, Netflix cleaned house when it came to nominations at the Golden Globes because, of course, they're the ones who are like putting out all the content right now. Mm. Whereas a lot of the movie companies are holding back movies for yep. a time when theaters can be jammed again. Uh, other nominees for Best Motion Picture. Honestly, uh, I haven't heard of any of these movies. The Father, Nomadland. I've heard of that. Uh, Promising Young Woman and The Trial of the Chicago 7. And those are the nominees for Best Motion Picture. Okay. And it's like, wow, like, you know, is anyone really going to care who wins and loses? And usually <laughs> that's what drives the, uh, you know, the ratings for these mo- uh, these award shows is if people care about the movies that are in them. Plus, people want to see what people are wearing. They want to see, like, the party and the red carpet. And if that's not happening, like, if... If everyone's at home and it, this is like a virtual thing. It I'm, is sort of. Uh, Amy Poehler is going to be at the Beverly Hilton, I think, where they shoot it normally, where mm-hmm. they do the live show. Tina Fey, who's also hosting with Amy Poehler, is going to be in New York. So uh, everyone will be there in some capacity, but mostly virtually. Like all the nominees and winners are going to be coming in from all over the world. Mm. It's usually my favorite award show because everyone's in the crowd. They're getting drunk. It's kind oh, of fun. This is the one where they're at the table. Yeah, yeah. And this is the <laughs> one where they don't get into awards for editing and makeup and special <laughs> effects. And it's just like, you you know, it's TV and movies together. And yeah. I was like that. Yes. And usually all the big A-listers are there at their tables having a good time. And the, the hosting's usually a little edgier. You know, you yeah. got Ricky Gervais tearing into everybody. Yeah, I love Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, too. They do such a good job. That'll be fun. Um, Let's see. Best television series drama. Now, I know a lot of these ones. The Crown. They were the TV show with the most nominees. Okay. That last season of The Crown was epic, too. It was. They introduced Princess Diana into the story. That was so great. Uh, Lovecraft Country. Never heard of it. It's on HBO. Mandalorian. Uh, that's the Star Wars uh, series that uh, is in season two on Disney Plus. That was nominated. So was Ozark, which I guess has one more season that's going to be broken up into two parts. Mm-hmm. Netflix basically said, "You guys are done, but we're going to give you one last season." Even though they just had apparently their best season yet. And Ratched. Have you guys heard of Ratched on Netflix? No, I've seen. Or it. is it Ratched or is it Ratched? I think it's Ratched. It's like. Um it's like a chick that works in a mental institution. Okay. And she becomes like progressively like more more vicious to her patients. Oh my god. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I've seen I've seen it on Netflix. Yikes. What I don't understand is best television limited series. Um there's movie there's TV shows in here that I thought like is it just cuz there isn't going to be a season 2? The Queen's Gambit's in there. And is the Queen's Gambit, are they not going to do a season two? Is that why it's in a limited series category, not in best drama? Yeah, because I think it's done. It's over. That was a limited series. Yeah. That's not a show. It's not a season two-er. Yeah, but most of the time when they have shows that are supposed to be limited series, when they do well, Mm. everybody's like clamoring for another season. You Mm -hmm. think of, uh, you know what show was supposed to be a limited series, one season only? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 with um, oh, God. Kiefer Sutherland. Jack Bauer. It was supposed to be one season. One and done. Mm-hmm. He was going to do it. That would be it. 24 hours. But then they did like 
I think seven seasons, I want to say, maybe five at least. And then they bring it back with like a different main character. Did they do it with a movie as well? Didn't they have a 24 movie? I think that's when the cast makes a lot of money too, because they signed on for a limited series. They didn't sign on for anything after. So it's going to be a yeah. whole new contract. You want that lead actress to come back? You're going to have to pay. Uh, the, another show that was supposed to be one season that, and then done was Prison Break. Remember that one? Yes. Guy, I didn't get into that. He tattooed the whole like schematics of the uh like the plans of this jail that he was intentionally getting himself uh, into by breaking the law mm-hmm. and then he was going to help break was it his brother he was going to break out of jail? Yeah. Something like that. That was supposed to be one season and then they milked the shit out of it cuz it did well. Mm-hmm. But it, you know again, you're part of a crew of people. It's so it's such a rare occurrence to have a hit show. It is. That when you get it, you become addicted to it. You look keep at, going. Look at Walking Dead. I oh. mean, they've been that TV show should have ended after season five. Yes. And there's still new seasons of it coming out. I can't. I can't do The Walking Dead anymore. If I watched it, I think I would recognize two people and that'd be it. Like, uh, is it Simone or Sharon or... um, What's her Michonne. Name? Michonne. Michonne, I believe, is her name. And the and redneck then, um, who drives the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Um, Daryl. Daryl. And you'd recognize Carol, too, probably. Is the, Carol still in it? Yeah, she's got long hair now. Is Carol, like, the mom who lost her daughter in the first season? Carol is the old lady with the shaved gray hair. Yeah, yeah, she lost badass. her daughter, like, Did originally. She? she was, yeah, she had the abusive husband, I think. Yes. And then... yes. That she show kinda, was wow. great, season one. Like, I, I was bet, like, oh my God, this is so good. If I watched that show, it would be the same as if I just turned on Days of Our Lives right now. Totally. A show <laughs> that my mom watched when I was a kid. Uh, and I bet you I'd know half the characters on there. I'd be like, oh, that's Hope. That's yeah. uh, whoever, you know, mm-hmm. Roman. Yeah. Totally. I'm, I'm over that. Um, I'll just, the last thing I'll mention for... Um, best uh or the nominees i'll do the tv comedy one because that one is usually worth watching like it's if anything it's a it points you in the right direction for what to watch yep and uh, let's see you got your shit's creek in there yeah yeah okay best television series musical or comedy you got shit's creek which if you haven't started watching it is a great show and i'm sorry i didn't watch it when there were new episodes coming out (laughs) it's so funny uh Dan Levy, by the way, is about to uh, host Saturday Night Live. Like, they're just on fire. They won so many Emmy Awards. People are all over this show, finally. Was he not nominated, too, for, like, People Magazine's, like, one of their sexiest guys? Dan Levy? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Schitt's Creek was nominated. Ted Lasso, which I loved that show. It's on Apple TV. It's um, with Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. He, he plays a football coach who's hired by a professional soccer team in the UK. And he goes over there. It turns out the reason why they hired him is the woman who uh, now is running the team wants the team to fail. Oh. I won't get into all the details. <laughs> but so she thinks it's going to be this big joke and it's going to be a disaster. But Ted Lasso plays this corny, nerdy coach from the States. But it ends up being so... Uh, compelling, and he's such a uh, sweet guy that it, it, I watched the whole show over two days. They're like twenty minute episodes, twenty five minute episodes. Watch it if you get the chance. Ted Lasso, okay, really good. Uh, the Great, never heard of it on Hulu. Maybe worth watching. The Flight Attendant, I heard was great. 
But I also heard that the ending was really disappointing. Oh, yeah. Somebody so go in said, with low like, expectations for the end of that one. Halfway through the show, it kind of craps like, out on you. Jump the shark. And Emily in Paris uh, is a Netflix show that got nominated as well. Those awards, by the way, if you care, go down February 28th. And uh, it's going to be, again, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey who are doing the hosting. Nice. And now back to a song from The Life Ahead. Yeah, it's not really my thing, but it is a pretty song. Is this going to make Cabin Mix 2021? I don't think so. Okay. Nothing against the song. Yeah. <laughs> Figured we'd change it up today with the podcast. I'll talk to you again. Thanks for listening. Bye.